we take a deeper dive into the diverse, innovative, and effective workforce solutions the National Fund Network is adopting to address local challenges across the country. My name is Ricardo Enriquez, and I am the Director of Systems Change at the National Fund. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by Ronita Jane, Senior Associate of the Center for Economic Opportunity at the Annie Casey Foundation. Hi, Ronita. How are you doing? Let's talk about generation work. Hi, Ricardo. Thank you so much, first, for just inviting me to be part of this conversation today and the opportunity to share about the initiative. Um, I really appreciate it. It's one that's near to my heart in many ways, and I always love to talk about it. Um, so maybe to start off, I could just provide a really brief overview of the initiative and why we're investing in it at Casey. Yes, that would be great. Like this. I've been part of this initiative for a long time in different uh, yeah. in different roles, and uh, I think it would be great to share like everything that has happened since it started seven years ago. Seven years ago, yeah, crazy. Um, so yeah, so Generation Work is a multi-year, multi-site initiative um, that we launched at the Casey Foundation in 2016. And really broadly, what the focus of the initiative is is around identifying really new ways of helping young people, um, particularly young people of color who are between the ages of 18 and 29 and who are from low income communities really connect to meaningful employment opportunities, um, employment opportunities that really pay them well and support their upward mobility. And so if you take a step back and you're wondering, like, why is Casey um, Foundation itself like involved in investing in this initiative? Um, is that, you know, at the core, we're really committed to ensuring that all young people um, are connected to education and employment opportunities that are necessary for their well-being and success. And in particular, really improving employment outcomes for young people of color. Um, it really doesn't just benefit the young people themselves. It benefits their families, um, the communities they live in, and it really benefits our overall economic prosperity in this country. But we also recognize that our approach to our investments um, really need to be approached with some intentionality. Um, not all young people are experiencing the labor market in the same way. Um, so in generation work, um, we're really working to address some of those deep rooted inequities um, with respect to education and employment that really have prevented many young people of color in this country from really having those opportunities and those relationships that are needed to succeed in the labor market. Um, so that that's a little bit of the why. And I think um, another thing that I would love to add is that like this work is really critical. It's really pressing right now, right? If you really look at um, labor market data and all the projections that are out there in this kind of crazy economy that we're in right now, um, a couple of things stand out. Um, more than half of the US workforce will be people of color by 2032, less than 10 years away. Um, and as baby boomers are retiring really at an accelerated pace, um, younger populations are really increasingly um, comprising a larger share of the workforce. So this is a lot of like why I think there's just excitement about this initiative, but also just this critical need to have this focus um, at this time as well. Yeah, it is, uh, as you highlighted, race, equity, and inclusion is a topic that is important at the, work for, at the workplace because 
these these are the workers that these companies will be will be hiring. Juanita, what does this um, generation work look on the ground? Like, what is the work and who's doing the work? Yeah, that's a really good question because um, I kind of just kind of talked about what it is, but. I think it's kind of helpful to think about what does it really look like, right? Um, so through the initiative, what we're really seeking to do is to, to learn from and support a really diverse set of organizations who are forming partnerships in their communities. So when I mentioned like a diverse set of organizations, it could be uh, charter schools, workforce investment boards, um, community-based workforce agencies, and then like even local economic development agencies such as local chambers of commerces. Um, and really what we're, what we're supporting is for these partnerships to focus our work on integrating two evidence-based practices. Uh, the first one is probably familiar with many people within the National Fund Network is around demand-driven employment strategies. Yeah. Um, you know, those strategies that really align the needs of employers in a specific sector with the skills and talents of low-income job seekers. And then the second strategy is around positive youth development principles that really help young people, you know, develop the social and emotional skills um, and the relationships that they need to succeed in work. So taking a step back, there's a reason why we, we came up with like the reason why we want to invest in these two strategies. Um, and it's because in many communities, what we saw is that programs with both of these features really tended to be few and far between. Um, not every community had these kinds of employer um, programs, um, let alone enough to meet the needs of employers and of young people. So what we want to do is like to work with a really diverse set of partnerships and to learn about how they can weave together these two services. Um, so in more plain speak, how can partnerships really retool their employer facing services so they really incorporate the needs of young people of color? And then how can we support youth development cultures that are more responsive to the needs of employers um, in their community? So um, we are on phase two of generation work. So we had phase one, which was um, a lot, and I'm gonna let you talk about that because um, more about the work that um, service providers were doing with young workers. And now we have phase two. Can you talk a little bit about the difference between the two and also give a shout out to uh, the communities where we're working? Yeah, definitely. Um, that, that's a good question. Cause I think that um, sometimes like you live and work it yourself and then you forget like what others know about it. So the first phase of the initiative was um, approximately five years. It was from 2016 to 2021. Um, if you think about that time span, we had like some unprecedented events in this country at the tail end of it. Um, but when we when we really looked at it, um, there's a lot of things that we learned from the first phase. Um, one of the key takeaways was that, you know, partnerships really deepened their equity work and really making programmatic changes to how um, education and training services were provided to young people of color. Um, and this is not a small feat. Like this worked really influence how local education and training systems um, offer and deliver services on the ground is, is complicated work and it's really important work. Um, and then we also learned from partnerships that, that it was like really much more complex to do this work outside of their own organizations and to work externally with employers. Um, but not only was it complicated, there was like a lot of energy and interest from our local partnerships to really deepen and really improve employer engagement strategies to cultivate more equitable employment opportunities for young people of color. So that's kind of how we, we started off and thought about the second phase of the initiative. 
um, which we launched in 2022. Um, so when you think about like maybe what's different about it, I think there's probably three things I would lift up. Um, the first one is that, you know, we are really hyper-focused on um, sharpening our lens in the space around identifying and, and understanding employer engagement strategies that can really promote the hiring, um, the retention, and the advancement of young adults of color. Um, secondly, I think we, we still continue to believe and, and learn a lot uh, that it's really important to support a diverse set of partnerships. There's a lot of rich learning there, um, but we wanted to expand it. So we expanded it to eight communities, um, which is Birmingham, Cleveland, Chicago, Indianapolis, uh, Louisville, Philadelphia, uh, Seattle, and Wilmington, Delaware. And then I would say last, but certainly not least, another major change of this is that we're partnering with you all with the National Fund for Workforce Solutions for the second phase of the initiative. Um, you, you guys are important partners in helping us support the management of generation work, um, which really includes supporting our local partnerships as they're really building a new field of practice, um, but also helping us contribute and share out those emergent learnings to the broader field, um, including the collaboratives that are in your network. And at the National Fund, like as an organization and me personally, are very excited about this work. This is a great opportunity to create work and, and lead work that uh, it's across very diverse communities. We have very innovative and different work happening from what is happening in Seattle, Chicago to Birmingham. It is, uh, it is very diverse work that actually we know will have an impact with uh, young people of color. One of the things that I would love to highlight right now after working, um, leading this work for the, for the National Fund is what is different about this is that it's collaborative work. It is not just one organization receive a grant and go and do the work. The work is like bring together diverse stakeholders, learn to work together, learn these different approaches and practices that we know work and then go and create change. And I think that this is an opportunity and a blueprint that can, we can utilize to create change in different um, in different areas. So um, it's exciting work and I'm excited to continue seeing the, um, the results of it. So Ranita, I think that this is all the time that we have. So I want to thank you for joining us uh, and I want to thank you for, um, thank the Annie Gacy Foundation for your support and I look forward to continue working. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> State of Our Workforce, Where Are We Now? is a production of the National Fund for Workforce Solutions. This episode was produced by Josh Enoch. The music in this episode is produced by Alex Productions. You can find past episodes of State of Our Workforce on our website at www.nationalfund.org. State of Our Workforce is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you may listen. State of Our Workforce airs live monthly on LinkedIn. Follow the National Fund for Workforce Solutions on LinkedIn to get updates about the next live recording of State of Our Workforce.